0: This podcast has explicitly adult themes and language. Listener discretion is advised. Well, hi, everyone. Uh, My name is James. My pronouns are he, him, and I'm going back to a ceramics workshop after this because the last time I made something in ceramics, it blew up in the kiln. So we're trying again. And that's my fun fact, but that's way less important than Iris' fun fact. What? Tell me more.
1: I mean, ceramics is pretty exciting, and I keep wanting to do classes.
0: That's fair. Um, it's also... I just haven't
1: actually done it.
0: It's, uh, yeah, this is the first time I've, well, the last time was the first time I'd ever done it, and it is through my local dungeon, and it's like a, a ceramic oh. dildo making class. So... Yeah, you I made, told me about that. That's so exciting. Yeah, I made like this beautiful dick and uh, it blew up. So I will be making a less complicated dick.
1: Less complicated dick. I love that. That needs to be like on a sticker. Less, less complicated, complicated
0: dick. dick. Yeah. yeah Get <laughs> dick, but don't make it complicated.
1: <laughs> exactly. I'm Iris. I use they, he pronouns, and I am fresh from vacation where I went to Florida to go meet my partner's parents in a partner oh! capacity
0: right you had told me about that oh my god how did it go
1: well I was referred to as um her friend <gasps> on multiple no! occasions. no and it's I'm like sorry. bitch please y'all are from New England fuck you that sucks I'm sorry it's fine I got eight days in Florida I got to go walk the beach every single fucking day I have oh, oodles magical. of seashells that I have brought back oh and I convinced her entire family to go do a
0: trapeze class with me. So what?
1: <laughs> I feel, yeah, I
0: know. <laughs> oh wait, I saw that video of you doing the trapeze. That looked hard, terrifying.
1: <laughs> it was fucking terrifying. But in part of Florida, there is a trapeze set up near the beach um, that is run by a current educator who previously worked for like Ringling. um and did and is like fifth generation trapeze artist with like his grandchildren helping run it who are seventh generation trapeze artists and it's like what the fuck is this
0: wow family of circus family like literally
1: Yeah. Literal circus family.
0: It was beautiful. That's awesome. I mean, I'm sorry it was terrifying, but like, what a cool experience to say that you've done.
1: I did it and I don't want to do it again,
0: but that's okay. (laughs) We love learning things and then setting reasonable boundaries. (laughs) Yeah, I
1: can say I tried it and that my fear of heights is still very much intact. Oh no. Um... (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah adjacent vein I'm planning a bachelorette party for a friend of mine from college and I'm like so what do you want it because she wants to be involved in the planning so I'm like okay I'll do all the work you just tell me what you want and I'll make it happen and so we're brainstorming and then she looks at me and she says so James what are your thoughts about skydiving and I'm like the the fakie indoor one at universal city walk because that sounds like a lot of fun and she's like no no, no out of an actual <laughs> plane and i'm like i can't i can't i love you so much i would do so much for you i'm i'm the like best man um and i i would do so much for her i can't jump out of a plane i can't do that um your fear of heights is I valid mean, is what i'm trying to say
1: <laughs> i really appreciate that can you organize like skydiving for everybody else and photograph people as they come down
0: that is actually my plan uh I and I'm like softball pitching it to her and I asked the other bridesmaid and I'm like hey how do you feel about skydiving? She's like, yeah, I'll do it. And I'm like, perfect. I'm not doing that. (laughs) Uh, But I don't want to send up the bride all by herself because that's no fun. Hello and welcome to hopefully a lot of good stories. This is Kinky Queries, a podcast where you send in questions and we work out the kinks or more often than not work in the kinks. We already introduced ourselves. Uh, I'm James, they're Iris. And uh, today's episode, I'm actually really excited about because I know of munches, but I really like kind of want to explore them a little bit more. Uh so our question is what is a munch? Uh and Iris, I really appreciate all the like research you did here because they're a really important part of the BDSM community.
1: Yeah, there's not a ton of research. It's mostly based off of experience, but I did want to like give some context as to like what munches are and then like talk a little bit about like how they can be formatted Mm -hmm. and every single one is different but we're going to start with definitions because James loves a good definition. Um, So a munch is basically a casual social gathering for people involved or interested in BDSM kink or fetish and it's a vanilla space is the key thing. So individuals from the community will gather in like a cafe, a restaurant, or a bar but it is a vanilla space and there's the respect that like we're not going to be kinky in the space. We just all acknowledge that we are part of the general kink community
0: good space to like meet people in the community outside Mm -hmm. of a kink specific space because while you know it is fun to like jump in and dive in and play for a lot of people it's really helpful to get to know a person before you start playing with them and this is a really great space to just kind of talk to people and it's Mm -hmm. yeah I think the emphasis on this is like kink is not occurring at this space basically they are like public spaces and it's a really great way to like vet people functionally
1: Right. So munches are really good for like community building, building interpersonal relationships, making friends. It's community building is like at its crux what it's meant to be Mm -hmm. uh, so that people know each other and people just like don't just go to the dungeon and like not know another person, but you're in this like high energy kink and or sexual space. It brings it down a little bit and like brings the human aspect and the interpersonal aspect to it. So basically, it's an opportunity to get to know others in the community. It is very much not a hookup space. Some people will definitely go into munches thinking that like oh I can hit on people or like starting to go negotiating a scene with another person. That is not the purpose for it. If that becomes like you're vibing with somebody you can ask like hey we're vibing um can we talk after this at some point about like potentially doing something together that's okay sometimes but that's not the purpose of the lunch the purpose of the lunch is the community building an interpersonal relationship aspect
0: yeah and that's more valuable than I think people realize I was doing kind of a really brief search on like when munches got started and sort of like how long they've been around and just this really quick search that I'm able to find they're definitely been around since the 80s and it's hard to contemplate kind of in an era where we have such instant access to things and you know with the internet like we can meet people so easily and like community build digitally but before you have something like that munches are a really critical space to just know who's in the community, know what like resources are accessible, know like when things are happening. Like, you know, right now I can check on Instagram and find out of all the like local events at my local dungeon. But you know, if it's the 1980s, they're not just going to be putting posters around town. They're gonna, you know, reveal that information only to people that they know they can trust.
1: Right. It's great that there's this history of like how much have evolved and like what that this has always really been a need for the community and a space to gather. But one thing that I didn't mention in the definition is that while I'm giving this broad definition, every single lunch is different. Mm-hmm. Um, they have different sizes. They have different aspects about what they're oriented around and their purpose. Um, they have different atmospheres. It really just depends on your interests and what you're looking for.
0: Well, I'm curious about it too. You have this note here about, um, you know, where you dress up in relation to kink. And I, I think, yes. you know, in munches that are in public spaces, you pretty much always have to wear vanilla attire. You have to wear, you know,
1: unless explicitly stated. So unless it is explicitly stated that it is okay to show up in like kink oriented garb, the expectation is that you're showing up in vanilla clothing. That mm-hmm. like t-shirt, jeans, whatever you wear to work um business casual etc like you do not show up wearing a collar you do not show up on a leash you don't show up in latex or anything unless it's explicitly stated I have seen munches where it is explicitly stated that it is okay for you to show up in kink garb I wouldn't necessarily call that like a traditional munch it's munch adjacent but it does occur and so like I've seen uh latex banquet munches Mm -hmm. where you would show up to a restaurant decked out in your finest latex or vinyl and like that was expected to be part of this particular munch is that you were decked out. Yeah. Um same with like age play related munches there are some that exist where it is okay for you to have some age play stuff on you and show that like you're an age player but like you do need to look for like specific language that orients around that or you need to ask the individual that or group that is running the munch just to check in if that is something that you are interested in. But for dressing up pertaining to a lunch, just wear something that's very vanilla
0: yeah and I mean a good rule of thumb in kink spaces too if you're not sure what to wear when it is like don't wear your fetish gear but like you're still going to like a kink adjacent event business casual is a great example for that because yeah of course you could show up in jeans and a t-shirt but I've seen a lot of recommendations being like you want to dress a little bit nicer sometimes just like because you know you want to make a good not a good impression is the word, but like treat it with a level of seriousness, I think is the intention there. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's a munch. So it also depends on like what venue you're at too. Like if it's a munch at a very casual food establishment, jeans and a t-shirt very much fit the bill. Though so if it's somewhere nicer, maybe you dress up a little nicer. I'm curious though, in terms of the that like latex banquet, which, oh my God, sounds so much fun. I imagine those are spaces where it's not really public per se, or even if it is like a restaurant or banquet space it's like a reserved space probably you're probably not like interfacing with other diners so much in terms of visibility right
1: so for that particular one that was a reserved room within a mm-hmm. restaurant yeah. and so when you walked in other patrons could see you
0: oh interesting. and so if you wanted okay. to wear like
1: a jacket over what you were wearing or if you needed to change in the bathroom which i wouldn't recommend with latex to be quite honest because yeah. it is a hot mess to get that shit on But, like, other patrons could see you when you walked in, but once you got into the dining room of where it was occurring, it was completely closed off, and only, like, the servers would see you. But the servers are still seeing you, and they are kind of forced to be there because they are working, and that's with any munch experience. When I have run, you were just talking about, like, business casual kind of stuff. I ran a munch for a bit in one of the places that I've lived and it was in the basement of a Panera. And so like we had very little interaction with like staff other than ordering things. We had very little interaction with others because no one really wanted to be in the basement of a Panera but they had seating down there so fuck it. And it was fine and people came in like after work dressed for whatever they were wearing to work. They would just like show up in normal everyday clothing but it would be inappropriate if somebody had like a collar on and came into that space Mm -hmm. and I know that that is becoming more part of like general fashion not necessarily kink as well so there's this like kind of weird relationship of what is technically vanilla at this point and what is appropriate for public spaces um, but also what is not going to out other people that you are gathering around exactly and that's the real key thing because if you're in a group of like 20 and there's several people with collars on that could potentially out somebody who is in that space and that's an issue
0: yeah it's definitely weird seeing how much of fetish gear is becoming mainstream now like even harnesses in certain situations like you know not like nice leather but like cheap plastic harnesses have some mm-hmm. like alt fashion appeal to them. That being said, yeah, the, the safety component of a munch is that like, you know, this is a discussion about kink related things, but I know even when I'm just like with my friends talking not even about kink related things, but anything vaguely adult uh, at a restaurant and a server comes by, the conversation stops. And it's, you know, not the same scare as it would have been in the 80s, but just understanding that not everyone needs the whole world to know what their proclivities are and respecting the other boundaries of the other you know attendees of the event I think is smart
1: right and I want to even point out that like while we're in like this like really interesting like a little bit more sexually open space currently like even early 2000s that would be considered inappropriate yeah even a decade ago that would be considered inappropriate and so like as things change we still want to like be aware of other people's boundaries and comfort levels. And that's definitely going to change geographically of where you mm-hmm. live on top of that.
0: That is a very, very um, good point.
1: That's kind of like the first like little blurb I want to give about munches is like the dress and attire. But like once you get into it, there are munches that are be- they're, like there's general munches. Most communities have like general ones or like the next generation, um, which you'll see is like TNG. And so that tends to be like the 35 or the 30 and
0: below. It's not Star Trek fans, right? no okay it is not it. it has nothing to do <laughs> are they aware that of... it's the
1: exact same thing as star trek um <laughs> um i'm sure someone is incredibly aware of that that is but this is like a consistent thing in most major cities that that's
0: I. that's so interesting, every major though. city
1: that i have been in is that there's a TNG munch. It tends to be 35 or 30 and below. Um, and by below, I mean 18 to 30 or 18 to 35 is usually the age, r- age range. And so you have like a fairly young crowd there. And that tends to be like one of the more general ones. It's not specific to a particular kink. Or there is like LGBTQ munches where it's just like everybody here is part of the rainbow mafia, the the alphabet soup, whatever you want to call us. And so like, it just tends to be more general and that's like an identity related one, but then you have particular kink interests. And so femdom munches are really common. Rope mm. bites are really common. There's pet play munches that are incredibly common, uh, hypnosis, etc. which mm. now that I'm taking a step back, rope bite is not actually a munch. Rope bite is more of like a kinky oriented event. <laughs> um,
0: but there are rope munches that do exist. That makes sense though, especially because like it's a time to like, you know, meet community members. And while kink is a community, There's also a lot of subsections that don't always overlap with each other.
1: Mm -hmm. And like, it's also good to know, like within a particular space that like, oh, these are other people that like, I can talk to and ask questions and like learn a little bit more about the kink. And like, you can have those conversations there or at least build the relationships there. So you can ask those questions, um, not necessarily in a munch space, but you can have them online. You can have them in a separate space, et cetera. Hell yeah,
0: that's awesome. I tried to organize a munch in a digital space. And it was tricky, if only because conversation in digital spaces is tricky, um, at least in a video call. But yeah, I'm excited. In terms of like my munch experience personally, I unfortunately haven't gotten to go to an official munch. My entry level experiences in the King community are mostly going to classes Um, or like this erotic ceramics thing I'm doing today. But this is mainly because my ability to have time to go to a munch and my deep fear of contracting a deadly global illness uh, happened at the same time, basically before the yep. pandemic. I didn't have time to go to munches, uh, and now I have so much time. But I am very, very cautious about where I am going. It's getting easier. I'm hoping this year to be able to go to more events. But that, yeah, I'm I'm very glad you took the helm with this one because I don't have a lot of munch experience, unfortunately.
1: That's okay. I've been to oodles of munches. I've run munches. I like them. I think they're great. Oh, yeah. I think they're fun. When I'm in your neck of the woods, or when you're yeah. in my neck of the woods, if you want to yeah. go to your first in-person munch that would be Um, very helpful provide the n95s
0: yes i also just like it's very i keep pushing myself to do it because being involved in the community is important to me but i have social anxiety meeting a bunch of strangers is not fun for me i keep forcing myself to do it but I I don't enjoy it so it would be really great to have a buddy because I don't really have like I have some kinky friends out here but like not the kind that will go to a munch maybe you know what they might go to a munch with me but they won't go to play parties with me which is like I understand and respect your boundaries but please I hate going to these by myself where um, I'm over here as like a serious extrovert
1: where it's yeah. like oh new people fucking love that shit <laughs> and I'll just like wander into munches not knowing a soul and being and like picking up conversations with people and just like seeing how it goes I You're literally so brave. did that I literally did that like the night before I went to Florida and just being like yeah I haven't been to this munch before let's just see what happens and I like wandered in started a conversation and then I like saw a person I knew and I was like I know you and they're like yeah and so we got on conversation and like next thing I know it I've been introduced to like an extra 12 people that I didn't know before I have a bunch of new friends on fat life people are talking to me about politics and stuff like I made friends and that's the best
0: part yeah and it's honestly that's such a valuable skill to to be able to initiate those conversations like oh my god you're probably like the light of every munch you go to
1: (laughs) I wouldn't say I'm the light I'm definitely a human that tends to show up to (laughs) munches But I would love to go to, I'd love to go to one with you, especially in like your neck of the woods and just like, yeah, I don't give a shit if I don't know anybody there. That's fine. And I know it's easier for other people to like have a buddy that they know. I'm happy to be that buddy. And I am happy to just like pick up random conversations with people because that brings me joy.
0: Yay. Oh, I'm so grateful for that. But I do. And admittedly, as much as I haven't been to a munch, I'm aware of general munch etiquette, which is- you know, the same you would have for, like, meeting someone at a coffee shop just to, like, chat and get to know someone. But it's very much, like, not a, I think the emphasis of it not being a pickup event and also not being, like, it's a kink event in terms of, like, talking about kink philosophically, but, like, nobody is doing kink.
1: Right. And so, like, some basic munch etiquette, which, like, I just put down some basic things. Yeah. It's that unless, we kind of went over this already, unless explicitly stated, wear vanilla clothing, you should not be coming in any sort of kink gear or any sort of kink identifying way, just for the sake of, like, safety for the event and so that it can continue to go on and safety of the attendees if they are not out within their own personal realms. Right. Do not take pictures. Like, don't take a selfie, don't take pictures of others, you never know what's happening in the background, and you need, mm-hmm. like, major consent yeah. for that kind of stuff, just don't take pictures. That's not the point is... of a munch, it's to interact with others, maybe get off your phone.
0: Yeah, that is also Unless a general Unless you're trying rule. to connect with
1: people in vet. Oh
0: Yeah. Uh, that's also a general rule for most dungeons as well. You, like, pictures are very strictly forbidden for that same reason of you don't know who's in the background, you don't know, like, what everyone else's like safety concerns are people very much still can get fired from their jobs for like having something like this leak. And in terms of being at a dungeon, if you want to take pictures of like maybe some rope art that you've done, not only do you need like the consent of the dungeon master, as well as the person you're taking the photo of, you need to like clear all the background space behind you. And that's just going to be way harder to do at a munch. So yeah, definitely agree with what Iris has said. Just like, you know, put your phone aside for a little bit and like, don't take pictures. (laughs)
1: Another thing is that, like, not everybody's gonna go by the name they go by in, like, their everyday life. Sometimes they'll go by their handle or their code name. and that is a-okay, but that means that if you meet this person outside of a Munch space in the future, you don't necessarily know how they identify and, like, what name that they use in other spaces, so, like, maybe I am trying to, like, think of a fat name off the top of my head. I'm just going to use mine because it's easy. Mine's butt wiggle because I don't give a shit. And <laughs> like, if someone came up to me that I met at a munch and they're like, hey, butt wiggle, and I'm surrounded by like colleagues, that's not okay. You can say, hey, it's nice to see you again and that person can kind of dictate how to interact with you once you've made that recognition you can also ask them ahead of time like hey if I ever see you outside of this space how would you like me to refer to you would you like me to ignore you like what would make you comfortable and so that's really important as well yeah
0: and that definitely makes sense in terms of like just basic respect and understanding that not everyone is the same level of out in all situations right
1: Another thing is don't title others. You, unless you have like a consented agreement with somebody that happened outside of the space, do not go up to somebody and say like, hello mistress or something like that which happens at a lot of femdom events and it pisses me off all the time I see your eyes um, yeah that got well, a little it's, wide It is just like don't do that
0: it's just it's so rude because you wouldn't just go up to a submissive and say like hey oh baby girl how's it going that'd be fucking rude you wouldn't like call someone like your little slut unless you had their permission and while like yes these are honorifics they are still kink-based titles that need consent for them so I just like the odd well and also just everything I've heard you say about like what happens to femdoms when people are horny around them I'm just like I'm sorry on behalf of all thirsty bottoms like or sorry I'm sorry on behalf of all thirsty submissives like I promise we're not all like this
1: it goes in every direction and I've seen it happen at lunches it's not okay it's not appropriate don't give honorifics don't title somebody unless you have had explicit consent around it it's not that hard If you want to have that, maybe talk to them about that. Yeah, preferably after you get to know them a little
0: bit. Definitely. And I am curious how that impacts things regionally uh, just because, and this is something I picked up because I've, you know, spent not necessarily time in the South, but time with people who are from like the South and calling people sir and ma'am is just like a regular vanilla thing that happens there, but it has a very different connotation in kink spaces. So, uh, well, I don't have the answer to this and I don't know if you have the answer to this. I would be fascinated to like understand the nuance that would happen in a munch that is happening in a place where it is colloquially common to refer to people as sir or ma'am but you're not wanting to use inappropriate honorifics with people like I I would be fascinated by the intersection of that
1: yeah I don't have an answer to that (laughs) because I haven't really lived in an area where that's like colloquially used but it is a thing that like should be talked about if that is something that like someone uses in their everyday like life and space yeah because that could be confusing and that could be inappropriate definitely yeah um Another, like, etiquette-related thing, we talked about this is not a hookup space, this isn't, like, just don't pick up, like, try and pick up partners, like, that's not the purpose of this, it's literally community building. Mm -hmm. If that happens, that's great, but, like, that shouldn't be the purpose as to why you're going to a munch, Mm -hmm. is to, like, find a partner or find a play buddy.
0: Yeah, Um, and I think that ties in with the idea of, like, the purpose of the munch, it's for community building, it's not for, like, how to set up your next scene, Unless it's, you know, very literally like, oh, do you have, you know, technique tips of, like, how to safely install something in my home? If you're talking about, like, you know, a philosophical mechanical setup, I guess that's one thing. But in terms of just, like, organizing your next scene, that's not really the point.
1: As always, don't touch others without explicit consent. It's inappropriate. Just don't do it. Ask people. Anything from, like, a handshake to a hug to a butt squeeze. Ask.
0: I hope that's something that continues like in the pandemic era that we've experienced the idea of consent around even vanilla based physical contact has been something I've very much enjoyed namely because I love hugs but I need to like be aware before someone touches me if someone touches me without me like being prepared for it it's very unnerving but I love hugs and I'm also aware that I have a lot of friends that don't really like physical contact point blank so I'm I love how it's slowly becoming more normalized, even outside of kink spaces, to just ask for consent before touching someone, where it's just like, hey, are you a hugger? Like, can I hug you? Like, do like, what's the deal here? A handshake, a head nod? Like, what would you prefer? I just, Mm -hmm. I hope that, like, open communication, like, continues to expand outside of kink spaces. But, like, just as a general rule of thumb, while nobody is engaging in kink here, the same basic rules of decorum absolutely apply.
1: Right, and that's, like, a huge fuck-up. If you can't do basic consent in a munch space, you're not gonna get invited to parties, to be quite honest, and you're gonna have a really hard time navigating the scene because people are going to see consent is not something that you are currently working on or that you're not good at or that you don't understand, like, how it functions within the kink and BDSM scene.
0: And that's sort of another, like, while, again, this is not setting up for future scenes, it is a really good, like, vetting opportunity because if people... Mm -hmm people who are in the kink space get to understand who you are as a person somewhat outside of kink that's a really great way to be like ah yeah this person's not likely to do this or this person is here for reasons outside of just hookup culture and i think as a vetting space that's something very very valuable to have outside of a dungeon
1: right and for spaces that like there is not a public dungeon that exists cuz i have lived in places where like legally they could not exist or just like culturally like there was not enough funds to put together to create something like that it's just house parties and like people are watching what you do and how you behave and they tell each other like hey I saw this person act this way just so you're aware and it does impact decisions as to who gets invited and who does not so part of this etiquette like this is basic etiquette but also like it's important to keep up these standards and to have these standards for the sake of the safety of the
0: entire community yeah yeah I think that's a very, very good point and very neatly sums up kind of like the intention behind a munch. Aside from the fact that it's fun and, you know, good food and good friends, that idea of like community building and community safety, I think is really important. Mm -hmm. If you have any uh, suggestions for this, I'm curious if you have, I mean, FetLife is probably a great resource for finding your local munch, but is there any other places you found, like, success in finding munches?
1: Sometimes there's websites outside of FetLife for, like, cities as to, like, what is going on in the kink and the BDSM scene, but those are, like, regional or city-based that life is gotcha. good. Sometimes there's Instagram pages for like different organizations or collaboratives that are putting events together. It just really depends because like the scene is inconsistent depending on where you are and what is a available.
0: Point. Hopefully once you go to like one munch and perform proper etiquette and are like nice to people that like when you form those connections, they'll be like, Hey, I'm going to this other munch. Um, you know, it's a good like networking not in the derogatory way but like friendship networking if that makes sense to be like I'm making Mm -hmm. new friends and these friends have friends
1: yeah exactly and like so for the lunch that I went to about a week and a half ago now I went there I saw somebody who I knew and was just like oh and then we're shooting the shit and we're talking about stuff and she's like are you going to the book club and I was like what book club are you talking about it's like oh there's a kink book club and i was like what book are y'all discussing and she's like polysecure and it's like oh fuck yeah i'd love to read polysecure that's been on my list for a while i'll make sure Ah. that i read it while i'm on vacation and when i get back i am super excited to go to the book club bunch and so like that's not like a specific kink i know it's not a specific kink oriented one but we it's like a specific space where you are able to talk and connect with others about a specific topic.
0: And the book changes monthly. So, But that's such a wonderful environment. Yeah, and like the idea of, and admittedly, like everyone has their own like limits and boundaries of, kink kink is not like universally you can talk about whatever kink you want but there is a degree of when you're in the vanilla world there's things you can't talk about you just can't talk about them or like you can hint at them and see if it's okay to talk about but sometimes you throw out those hints those tests and what you get back is like disgust or horror or like "Ah, ahaha nobody really does that And then that can be very isolating. And there's a sense of community in kink spaces. While again, I haven't been to munches. I do go to a lot of classes where it's just like, this is a space where even if I like say something and it's not someone else's kink or not someone's jam or like not really their interest, no one is going to react with disgust as long as I'm respectful about it. Nobody's going to be like, you're wrong and bad for wanting that. It Kink spaces outside of play parties and kink events and dungeon spaces can be really affirming just because it's like, This is a community of people who understand the realm in which I'm existing. And a book club is perfect for that. Oh my god, that sounds great. Thank you, Iris, for like all of your munch knowledge, by the way. Heck
1: yeah. And like, well, this is just like basic knowledge about munches. You're gonna fit for anybody who's listening. You're gonna figure out the munches in your areas. And you might have questions. Ask whoever's running the munch. There's always like a person who is running the munch, they usually like announce that in some capacity, either when you enter or like more as like a formal greeting to the entire group. Like if you have questions or if you have thoughts, like talk to them. Like they are there to help create community. That is their purpose. That is why they have put together that particular munch. Ask them questions, they'll appreciate it. And it gives you a little bit more insight into your own community
0: and what's going on there. Definitely. Make friends in your community and make friends with your local community organizers. Oh, wonderful advice. Thanks so much for listening as we talk
1: about our favorite things. Got a kinky question? Send us your queries at kinkyqueries at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at kinkyqueries. Or check out our website, kinkyqueries.com. That's K-I-N-K-Y-Q-U-E-E-R-I-E-S. We'll have our next episode up for you soon.